Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I'm going to get into this conversation. It's really something. And, and to do this, uh, if you've got your phone handy, go to um, just open up a browser and put in Icon of the Sea, okay? Because you need you need the visual here. Um, and what the Icon of the Sea is, is this new cruise ship that's going to be launched early in the new year. Uh, the biggest one ever. It's crazy big. Like, it's massive. And, you know, I'm a big believer in the old saying, don't knock it till you tried it. But... I break my own rule when it comes to cruise ships. I'm not even 100% sure what it is about cruise ships. I mean, I, I'm a guy who I'll do something once, and once I've done it, that's the best way to do it. I, I've never tried anything else, but if I enjoyed it, it was positive. I don't ever need to try a different way. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but for me, cruise ships, just they're, they, they're not attractive to me. I don't know why. I know some people absolutely love them, right? Except maybe an Alaska cruise. I might try that one. I'd really like to do that. Um, but going out on one of those monstrous cruise ships with, you know, hundreds, thousands of people and floating musical theater. Like, I don't, I try and keep my distance from all musical theater, but floating musical theater really seems offensive to me. It sounds a little like hell to me, to be honest with you. Um, just me. Again, I know a lot of people absolutely love cruising, and that's great. I'm not I'm not judging anybody here. Whatever floats your boat, literally. Uh, speaking of boats, I've actually watched a TV show about cruise ships. They are amazing. They are. I can't remember what, I think it's, what's it called? It's, it might just be called Mighty Cruise Ships or something like that. But it's a pretty neat show if you're ever sitting around. I usually watch it early in the morning before everybody's up. Um, and they just sort of document how they load these things up and all the different things that are involved in operating one of these cruise ships and building them. It's pretty neat. They're pretty amazing machines, no question about it. And there's a brand new one that's about to set sail. Now, before it's even welcomed its first passenger, people feel very, very strongly about this boat, the icon of the sea. Frankly, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it, but some people are really angry, which is Interesting that it's so divisive. We're going to speak with Ross Klein, who's a sociologist at the Memorial University of Newfoundland and a cruise expert. Ross, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time today. Hey, Shay. Thanks for having me. Okay. So this ship, the, the, the icon of the sea, I mean, it's enormous, right? Like 1,200 feet long? Oh, yeah. Well, I think more, it's the, not the size, because there have been other ships that have been that size or close to it. It's more the gross tonnage. The gross tonnage is 250,000 uh, tons, which, by comparison, um, I think the Titanic was about 20,000 tons, and the typical cruise ship these days is maybe 120 to 140,000 tons. So this it is huge in terms of the mass of the ship. Yeah. Uh, now the number of passengers it's carrying isn't at, isn't out of the ordinary, so it's just shy of six thousand passengers. So it's it's about about the same as some of the largest ships out there, but there's more space per passenger. And some of the things, and let's get into it here. Some of the things that are on this ship. I mean, there's a park, like there's a green space with, as far as I can tell, living grass and trees and all the rest. There's there's a water park, like it's pretty amazing. 
Oh, yeah, there'll be a shopping area. See, I, I think what it reflects a an evolution of what Royal Caribbean is, has been doing for the past <clears throat> 20 to 25 years. Um, and it really reflects maybe about 10 or 12 years ago, the CEO of the company said, we want to build ships with so much to do on board those yeah. ships that you don't want to get, go ashore. So they're making a kind of a an amusement park, everything you'd ever want. Now, to some people, that's very appealing. To other people, it's just like the last thing I'd ever want to do. And I think that's why the reaction of the ship is so kind of polarizing. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, what like like I say, I take a look at that picture. Um, and for me, it, that it, it, it's like it's chaos. It looks like, and this is just an artist rendering. So we, I mean, we, we're not one hundred percent certain. But but what about you? Uh, you know, what, what what's your take on that picture, Ross? Well, well, it it tells me that again, it's it's the evolution. But they have found a way <clears throat> to continue to maximize their revenue uh, with a ship. Now, this will be probably be, it, it'll be sold at a premium because it's a new ship, so they'll get more money that way. But they've extended when they built uh, ships about oh maybe ten years ago. They they started with the concept of building on most ships. You have an inside cabin. So the inside cabin has no window anywhere. Right. It, what they did is they built cabins where there would be inside cabins looking into the interior of the ship with windows looking into basically the mall. So it's an open area and they've extended that idea. Now, the reason why that's of value is they they don't sell those sh- those rooms as inside cabins. They sell them as outside cabins because they have a window looking out even though they don't look out to anything. <clears throat> but it, so in that sense, now some people would find it really great. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. being able to look, but, but other people would find that so so confining. You know, claustrophobic. So it's like you say, Royal Caribbean. I mean, this is a natural progression, right? I mean, this is sort of, and and not just them. Like cruise ships have steadily, slowly but surely been made into. I mean, floating cities, for lack of a better term. I mean, there's always more and more being added, right? Oh, oh, exactly. Now, I, mean, but I, th- I think the, this is where companies begin to differentiate. <clears throat> I mean, Carnival was the first to have a a concept for a ship of this size. This would have been back in the 1990s. And they gave up the idea saying it just wasn't practical. But Royal Caribbean continued on that track. So, you know, Carnival ships are probably topping out at 150, 160,000 tons, which this is 50% larger. And okay, so so you're differentiating by company in some ways. Okay, gotcha. Now, when we talk about this particular cruise line, they're they're no stranger to people saying, "Oh my, I can't believe it." I mean, there's always some of that when it comes to cruising. Like you say, it's 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 a polarizing industry in oh. some ways. So they've been through this before, and you know what? They're selling out a lot of cruises. Oh yeah, and they've always want to do the wow, even yeah. though there's risk. I mean, they've they've put on surf riders on cruise ships because that's exciting, even though they've they've lost huge amount of money in lawsuits because of injuries. But it's the that wow factor of having everything you can imagine to do uh, on this. Uh, on, on this vessel out in the middle of the ocean. And it's, again, for some people, it's really exciting. What about the whole, and I think part of this, and this is a hangover from COVID, a lot of people just, I, I would never go on a cruise ship. I mean, you're guaranteed to get sick. Has that has that gone away a little bit? Are we past that now? Or is that still a consideration for some people? Well, I think there is still that 
fear or, and anxiety about COVID, but I think I would be more concerned about the kinds of illnesses that are more common on cruise ships, such as norovirus, which is a foodborne illness. Um, you know, when you have that number of people, 6,000 people, 3,000 3, 3, crews, so close to 10,000 people on board, um, if there, if an illness takes hold, it spreads pretty quickly. And I, I'd be more concerned, again, about some of the foodborne illnesses that uh, are much more common on cruise ships. Yeah, it, it really is a, a fascinating thing. So would you be running out to, to jump on this new icon of the sea, Ross? Uh, I wouldn't. I, I much prefer ships that, are, that, that, that would be considerably smaller right, than this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, a large ship would be maybe 600 passengers. <laughs> you know, so it's a, it's a, a fraction world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I understand this kind of ship, and I under and I understand the attraction because again, you won't be bored between the shows, the different kinds of activities, yeah. the bars. I mean, and of course, it's set up to generate income, so there's always something to do to spend your money on. Yeah, there sure is, no question about it. Ross, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Okay, great chatting with you.